Hi everyone and welcome to Games Are Fun, the weekly video game podcast show that talks about video game news, stories, and highlights. My name is Luke and I'm your host and thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Games Are Fun. In this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about PlayStation's next state of play presentation. Epic has acquired a new studio. I'm going to give you guys the new games you can play for May 2019 on Xbox Game Pass, Games with Gold, as well as PlayStation Plus. And I'm going to be talking about Jedi The Fallen Order. There has been an uh, announcement from EA that they will we will see gameplay um, at EA Play this year. And then before all that, I'm going to be talking about the kind of funny meet and greet that I went to in Vancouver this past weekend. I'm going to talk about my experience with that. But before all that, just a reminder that Games Are Fun is a weekly podcast. It airs every Tuesday on all the major podcast platforms, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, etc. Just search for Games Are Fun on whatever podcast platform you use and it should show up. Each week I talk about video games, I talk about what's going on in the industry, major news stories, and then other times I'm talking about my experiences with games. Which brings me to my next point before we talk about uh, what's what's happening in this week's episode. If you want to go back and listen to last week's episode, in case you missed it, uh, I had Matt Johnson on the podcast, and we just had a really casual, fun conversation about video games and our experiences with them. We talked about a lot about our history, some of the consoles we played, some of the games we played growing up. Uh, Matt and I are kind of different generations and stuff. I'm uh, I'm younger than him. Uh, he's a little bit older than me, and so we have overlap in certain areas of where video games are very familiar to us, and then there's you know differences as well there. So we talk about that. It's a really awesome, just very chill conversation. It's like listening to just two guys talk about video games, which is really cool. And that's kind of the the structure I'd like to do. Um, going forward with some guests and stuff. Obviously, I'm going to have guests on the show talking about specific topics, major, you know, news stories. But it, it is fun to just kind of have someone on the show and and just talk about whatever comes to mind. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to do more types of those shows with other people as well. So if you haven't heard that episode, make sure you go back and give it a listen. Also, just a reminder that I'm still working on my Days Gone impressions and review episode i it's taken a little longer than expected just because my schedule's been really busy and the game is quite long so i want to to gather that all up um you know obviously it would be awesome to have that released you know a couple weeks after the game release because you know conversation is still still happening around the game but unfortunately it's it's just going to take a little bit more time because i'm traveling for work right now and you know that that's how it goes but um, and then be one more thing before we talk about what we're talking about today. I have made it available for you guys to uh, send me donations for the podcast. This podcast is a passion project of mine. I basically started it as a creative outlet last year. I basically wanted, um, I've always wanted to do a podcast and I, I obviously really like video games. And so I put the two together so that I could just kind of express my opinions on what's going on in video games and what I think about certain announcements and that kind of stuff. And then after a couple months, you know, you guys started listening to the show and it's been steadily growing ever since. And so I appreciate the support you guys have given. Uh, we're getting close to a year since I started this podcast, and so it has been awesome to have so many people join in and listen to me each week. It means so much to me. Um, and so this next step is kind of, 
I'm really wanting to to bring the podcast to to new levels. I mentioned that before, and obviously the goal would be to to up the production of this podcast, be able to bring in new people to the show, and one of the ways that can help do that is by having donations come in. So if you go over to my anchor page for the podcast, there is a section uh, that basically allows you to donate to the show. So yeah, if you go on there, there's a button that says support this podcast. And when you click on it, it gives you kind of some options of what you can, um, like what price point you want to do. Uh, Basically, uh, the options are you can have like a monthly contribution of a dollar, five dollars, or ten dollars. Um, of course, I just want to make it very, very clear that this is completely voluntary. I am going to continue to do the podcast for for free. You're not going to have to pay to listen and stuff like that. But this is just one way to, like I said, help grow the show. So if you want to further your support and send me some uh, a couple bucks here and there, that would really, really help me. Um, what your dono- donations would go to is first and forth- foremost is recording equipment. I have a great microphone and everything, but I really want to up the the quality of the podcast. I want to um, get a sound isolation booth, maybe get some soundproof material for my office here to make it a little bit more of a better quality show. And I also want to fund... um, to be able to get more microphones. When I have uh, friends come over to record the show, we're just talking basically on my couch with my microphone that I got. And this microphone's great for one-on-one, but having it with two people, um, I gotta pump up that gain quite a bit and it can c- kind of make it a little more echoey. So yeah, you, it would just help me save up for getting more equipment for the show. And then secondly, it would it would help fund, uh, one of the, obviously one of the things I do here is talk about video games and that kind of stuff. And, you know, I'm obviously restricted. I can only afford so much each month of, of games and I want to talk about as many games as possible. So you giving me the money to to go out and, and play these games and get my impressions on these games would really help as well. Um, I, I feel so weird asking for money, but it is normal. This is something that a lot of people do on Twitch and uh, other podcast shows and stuff. So again, completely optional, completely voluntary. If you do choose to do it, I would be very, very appreciative. Um, so yeah, it, it's completely voluntary um, and we'll leave it at that. So yeah, just he- headed over to my anchor page and there hit become a supporter or sponsor what is it support this podcast yeah and yeah we'll leave it at that so let's go into this week's episode the first thing i wanted to talk about was the kind of funny vancouver meet and greet so i've talked about them on the show before and i know that some of you who listen to the show are aware of who kind of funny is but for those of you who don't know kind of funny is basically a, a company that was created by some employees uh that used to work at ign and they left IGN to kind of create their own network and platform and that's called Kind of Funny. And basically what they do is they have a variety of shows uh, in podcast form and in video form. It's mostly centered around video games and movies and TV shows and that kind of stuff. Um, primarily video games, I would say, is where a majority of the fan base comes from. But uh, more recently, they've dipped into doing lots of different other shows that aren't just focused on video games and so um, basically one at the beginning of the year they called it kind of funny 4.0 it was basically 
to start off the year, they have all these new shows coming, all these new events and stuff like that. And so they, they held a fundraiser to help fund these new things that they wanted to do. And one of the things that they wanted to do was do uh, kind of like a world tour and go around to different places in the world and do meet and greets. They obviously attend those press conferences like E3 and PAX and RTX, but those are only in certain locations. And they, you, of course they have fans from all over the world. And so they wanted to provide an opportunity to go to certain locations and, and meet some of the people. So prior to Vancouver, they had went to Arizona, they went to Kansas City, they went to New York, uh, they did one in San Francisco. And this week was Vancouver. And I wanted to jump on the, the opportunity to go and see them because I live in Edmonton, Alberta, which is just the next province over from uh, Vancouver. And I was like, you know what, this is probably, it's not going to be my only opportunity in my life to see them, I don't think, but I definitely want to jump on this opportunity to, to meet them, talk to them. I mean, they're, they're the, the podcasts that I listen to each and every day. They're part of my daily routine. And so it'd be awesome to meet them as well as, you know, interact with all the other fans and the kind of funny best friends that, listen to the podcast and, and talk to them and hear their stories and and everything like that so initially i was going to make the drive i was going to take you know like three or four days off of work and drive from edmonton to vancouver which would have been like about i don't know like 12 hours 13 14 hours somewhere in there depending on how slow or fast i drove and i was going to make it happen because like i said it i wanted to, to meet these guys they're they're such a huge part of my life and i it was something I really wanted to take advantage of the opportunity. So uh, around Valentine's Day, my girlfriend Megan actually surprised me with some plane tickets. She got a really good price on some plane tickets to go see them. And so we both flew out there on Saturday morning. We got there at like nine in the morning uh, and the, the meet and greet was at two. So we kind of uh, did some things in Vancouver before making our way there. And then it was at this bar. I think it was called like Library Social House or something like that. It was in um, kind of like near Yelltown, uh, I would say it's, it's like downtown Vancouver. I don't know the exact location, but it's, we went in there and it was probably around 145 ish, 140. And there was a decent amount of people there. The one thing that I was really anticipating is how many people were going to show up for this because they had talked about the other meeting greets and how they kind of were, had different sizes and stuff like that. The Kansas city one was uh, pretty big. It was around like 300 people, I think they said. And the New York one was huge, so huge that they actually, the bar that they were having it at, they couldn't get everyone through that was in the lines to meet, uh, you know, Greg and Tim and, and Nick and everything. And so they actually moved it to a park that was nearby. And they had these lines where people, like it was huge. Uh, they had, a, they released a vlog of the, the kind of funny Van, uh, New York meet and greet. And there was just a ton of people. So going in, I was, I don't know, like, am, is there going to be a lineup outside of the bar to get in? Like, have they reached max capacity before I got there? And so when I got there, I would say about like half this bar, it was a pretty big bar, was full of people. You see all these other kind of funny best friends with uh, their t-shirts on and stuff like that. It was very cool. And we got in there and... Yeah, it, it, we so we sat down, um, kind of in this. Uh, me and my my girlfriend sat down at a table, ordered a couple drinks, and then she went to the washroom, and I was just kind of sitting there. And all of a sudden, 
I, you kind of hear like people like, oh, there they are. And then they come in and Greg does his what's up, everybody. And it was very, very cool at that moment. Um, they had Greg, Tim, Nick, Barrett, and Joey at the meet and greet, as well as, you know, Gia, Tim's wife, or soon to be wife, and Jen, Greg's wife. And so, yeah, it was really sweet. It was very chill. Uh, I got to talk to Greg, Nick, and Tim. I didn't get an opportunity to talk to Barrett or Joey, but uh, those three were the main guys, obviously, that I wanted to talk to. It it was sweet. Um, Greg, within probably of like five, ten minutes of being there after interacting with some people, um, he brought out, he came to our table, he had some name tags. Uh, We got to talk to him for a brief moment. And then later, uh, I got to talk to Nick and Tim as well. It was pretty like manageable. I asked them like, what? How does this size compare to other meet and greets? And they're like, it's perfect. Like, there's this is the the right amount of people. You know, uh, once it kind of got like an hour and a half in, I would say more people were kind of starting to line up to talk to them because to begin with, they're kind of just intermingling with different groups of people and stuff. And then as we were getting closer and closer to the end, you know, people obviously wanted to get that opportunity to take a photo with them and and to talk to them one-on-one and whatnot. And so, yeah, it was really cool. My favorite part of the entire thing, like it, it was obviously great to meet these guys and get the opportunity to talk to them and see them in person. Um, the greatest thing was kind of talking to other kind of funny best friends. I, I talked to one guy, his name is BJ. Shout out to BJ if you, if you ended up finding my podcast, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, he, ha- I, I, I came with Megan. I was initially going to come alone, but there was a lot of people that just came by the, themselves. Right. Um, and I saw BJ at a table next to me. And so I invited him over. We chatted for, for quite a while. Um, Christian from Toronto was, uh, I met him in the lineup for Tim and we had a great conversation and stuff like it was just so cool to talk to these people that, you know, it's funny because we, I, I listen to these these guys and, and like I said, I make them part of my daily routine and I, don't, I know so much about them and it, it almost kind of feels weird at times because you, these are just regular people, you know, making content, doing stuff and they have impacted so many people's lives. It was so cool to see all these people that they also make them part of their, their daily routines and they've been fans for way longer than I've been fans and... Um, it, it was just really, really cool to see, um, the, the group of the community for kind of funny is just super supportive, super friendly, super welcoming. And that was my favorite part of it all. So uh, yeah, I really, really enjoyed that in terms of talking to the guys. Uh, I did, it was, it was kind of funny because I kind of, well, while you're waiting to talk to them, you kind of come up with like what you're going to say to them. Um, Right. They're, they're used to this. They've talked to hundreds and hundreds, thousands of people. And, um, you know, this is your first time kind of talking to them. So you don't know what to say. So I kind of had like, uh, you know, a bit of material that I would kind of break the ice with and stuff like that. But you, you get really nervous because these people like they're 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 not intimidating at all. It's just you it's very weird to go from watching these people all the time on on YouTube or listening to their voices on podcasts and then seeing them and interacting them and shaking their hands and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, it was very cool. I had a great time. Um, it was really fun. I can't wait for the next opportunity I get to see these guys. Um, I highly, highly recommend if any of you 
um, are interested in video games and podcasts is check out Kind of Funny because they have some really great content and I, I ensure that you will enjoy yourself with it. So I just wanted to start the podcast with that story because uh, obviously it was a very fun moment, but it uh, Kind of Funny is also kind of the reason that inspired me to kind of come and do my own podcast. I had listened to lots of video game podcasts prior to, to doing this, but after seeing Kind of Funny and really being like, a uh, part of the community and stuff and seeing be it just inspired me to kind of do my own thing last year and so uh, I can't thank them enough for for doing that and um, yeah th- I hope you guys can can check them out and hopefully you enjoy their content but that was the Vancouver meet and greet it was lots of fun um, it was a great weekend to get away and stuff like that I obviously did a lot of other things as well had some really great tasty food we had ramen it was, it was awesome it was a great trip so um, yeah let's let's move on to some of the the news stories that I had planned for this week so the first one that I wanted to talk about was PlayStation's state of play so I believe it was last month, March, or was it April or March? I can't quite remember off the top of my head, but Sony had a, a PlayStation, um, not press conference, presentation that they released on YouTube and stuff, and it was called State of Play. It was very similar to the Nintendo Direct. We talked about it on, I talked about it with Adam, I believe, on a couple episodes ago, and basically they had highlighted a bunch of games that were coming to PlayStation consoles. Um, there was a lot of new announcements for VR titles. There were some trailers for games that we already knew about, that kind of stuff. There were some release dates. That, and we we're kind of interested in what state of play was going to turn into be. Was it going to be small? Was it going to be big? Because if we compare them to Nintendo Direct presentations, Nintendo Direct presentations kind of vary, right? We've had things like Nindies, where they highlight Nintendo Indie games um, that are coming to the console and stuff. We've had game-specific Nintendo Directs where the whole Direct is about Pokemon or about Super Smash Brothers or about uh, Super Mario Odyssey or something like that. And then we've also had the big Directs that are just a half an hour of packed with announcements of new games and release dates and that kind of stuff. And so we're kind of interested on what Sony's state of play is going to turn into. Is it really going to be small stuff? Is it going to have those big major news drops? I don't know because we've only seen one thing. But a second one is is planned. And I'll just read you guys the article over from Polygon.com. Michael McWhirter, I believe is how you pronounce that, has the article. So... Sony is hosting its second episode of State of Play, the Nintendo Direct-like video presentation for PlayStation games on Thursday, May 9th at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. The next State of Play will offer an extended look at the PlayStation 4 remake of Medieval, as well as the debut of a new title from PlayStation Worldwide Studios. But don't expect much beyond that. Thursday's episode of State of Play will run approximately 10 minutes according to a post on the PlayStation blog. Sony does promise other updates and announcements from upcoming PS4 games, but it sounds best to keep expectations in check. One thing Sony rolled out is additional details on the PlayStation 5. Don't expect any updates relating to our next generation plans this time, Sony said. Sorry. 
State of Play will stream on Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Sony broadcast its first episode of State of Play in March. Okay, so it was March. That show ran more than 20 minutes and included our first look at Marvel's Iron Man VR and Five Nights at Freddy's for PlayStation VR. Since the PlayStation folks aren't going to be at E3 this year, it seems likely Sony will continue to roll out State of Play episodes as an alternative to press conferences at major shows. So it's it's this one is like half the length that the first one was so it's very interesting to see what we're going to get they've already like i said confirmed a couple things on what's going to happen but 10 minutes isn't a lot of time you think the average trailer is roughly a minute to a minute 30 maybe a little less maybe a little more depending on the game and so that doesn't leave a lot of time to make any major things announcements and stuff so i think they're going to give us more of heads up on smaller titles maybe some release dates on games we already know about maybe some third-party games um i don't expect anything big like death stranding news or uh ghost of tushima or last of us and stuff like that's saving for something bigger than the state of play mini presentations and stuff so it'll be interesting i think this is going to after the second one maybe after the third state of play presentation we can kind of gauge on what these presentations are going to be like right it's really hard to say because they could shake it up like 10 episodes down down the road but it, it will be interesting to see how how big these become right some people were a little underwhelmed about the first one they felt that it had a lot of attention on virtual reality playstation vr which is totally fair i mean there was a lot of it but you know you can't have too high of expectations for these kinds of things um they're generally low-key to begin with or you're not making a big deal about them and and pushing for everyone to come and watch them so yeah, it will be interesting, and hopefully on next week's episode, I can talk a little bit more of what was shown and give my thoughts around it. So, now moving on, uh, Epic has acquired a new studio last week. This was a major news story that I wanted to make sure I talked about on this week's episode. So, uh, this is from Tyler Wild at PCGamer.com. So, Epic is acquiring Rocket League developer Psyonix. So Rocket League is still available on Steam for now and will be supported there in the future. Sorry, that was just a sub title. Um, so here's the original story and then there's an update that I'll, I'll get at the end. So Epic Games is in the process of acquiring Rocket League developer Psyonix, the company is announced today. Before any of my fellow Rocket League players panic, this doesn't mean Rocket League is leaving Steam where it, it's... Sorry, where its entire PC player base currently lives. In the short term, nothing is changing and Rocket League is still available for purchase on Steam. The long term picture is a little different, but still nothing to panic over right now. Rocket League will release on the Epic Store later this year and after that it will continue to be supported on Steam for all existing purchasers. The wording there suggests that at some point newcomers to Rocket League will have to buy it through the Epic Store, but us Steam folk can stay put. Note, as per the update above, it may actually continue to be sold on Steam indefinitely. It's not clear yet. If Rocket League were to cease Steam sales but continue to be supported there, I wonder how Valve would feel about the deal. Valve would continue to make money from existing Steam players who spend money within Rocket League, buying keys for their premium Rocket Passes, for instance, but it would it'd still be a weird situation. We'd have to wait to see how that develops. It isn't stated in the press release, but we can expect 
Epic's cross-platform friends and matchmaking system to be implemented so that Steam players can play with Epic Store players along with all of the console players we already can play with. In a Q&A on the Rocket League website, Sionix states that the gameplay won't be changing, not that I ex expected to because of the acquisition, but that the new ownership should bolster the competitive scene with new resources for esports events. Psyonix will stay in its San Diego studio, where it currently employs 132 people. The developer has a history of working with Epic. As the press release mentions, it worked on Gears of War and Unreal and Tournament series, so perhaps this shouldn't come as a surprise. My hope for my favorite game is that Epic's resources will be used to improve the servers. To improve the servers, sorry. When I'm partied up in Snow Day, the best mode, with friends scattered across North America, we either end up on the, a West Coast or East Coast server. There aren't any central servers, so one player ends up with a much worse ping than the others. Fingers crossed that Epic's considerable Fortnite infrastructure can be put in use in that respect. The deal isn't quite settled yet, but all that's left is the formalities, it sounds like. Epic and Psyonix currently expect to close the acquisition at the end of May or early June 2019, subject to customary closing conditions, reads the press release. So this is very big news for a couple of reasons. So obviously the, the big reason is Rocket League is a very, very popular game uh, for PC gamers as well as console players. For those of you who don't know, which I'm sure majority of you do know because it is such a big game, Rocket League is basically this a game uh, where you're playing as like cars and you are playing soccer. I guess that's the best way to explain it. It's very, very popular, very, very fun if you haven't played it. And um, yeah, like they're, they're obviously a, a big, big game that's quite popular. And so Epic probably sees... Um, that is, it's a, a good business take to, to take them on. And so the, the other reason why people are talking about this and why this is big news is there's a lot of conversation right now on the Epic Store versus Steam. Now, I'm not a PC gamer, so I can't really give my perspective on the whole take. I'm just, I'm solely speaking from uh, just what I've heard from other people talking on podcasts and stuff, but Epic's the Epic Store launched, I believe, last year, and basically it is just like Steam. It's a it's a digital platform on your PC that you can. It's a store you can buy games on through, and a lot of developers are actually now exclusively releasing their PC versions of the game through Epic Store. And so that's made a lot of PC gamers upset because Steam is kind of like the, the king of uh, stores and it, it has all that infrastructure in place like having your friends list as well as leaderboards and forum pages. And there's just, it, it's it's had so many years to kind of build up to make this really great online platform. And you know, like how would you feel if you were really anticipating a game and then a couple months prior to its release, it was announced that it was going on to this new platform, right? It's not the end of the world um, in a lot of respects because at the end of the day, you're still playing the exact same game. But there's all these other issues that are surrounding the Epic Store like possible, you know, security breaches and information leaks and stuff like that. Uh there, there's, there's so many different issues that have, you, you basically can go on any subreddit and there's probably people talking about, it's very controversial right now in the industry. And so, you know, to have a game that is basically have been, have been playable on Steam for so many years and then can 
just all of a sudden not be available anymore. That kind of sucks. But I don't know. It, it, it's one of those things that I can't really speak a lot to, but anything that deals with the Epic Store is, is a topic of conversation right now. The reason why a lot of studios are going over to the Epic Store to release their games is because of the, the profit share with that. I believe the profit share is quite high with Steam. You have to, the percentage that Steam takes from your sales is higher than what Epic has been able to provide. So a lot of these studios are wanting to, and developers are wanting to release their game on there because obviously they're going to get more money back through Epic as opposed to Steam, right? Where Steam's taking a higher percentage of their sales. And so I understand that aspect of it. And at the end of the day, as much as people complain and as much as people are upset, the video game industry is a business and people are there to make money. Um, they're there to create art and these things that we can enjoy, but there's also another side of the industry and money rules all. It doesn't matter what we're talking about, whether it's movies or video games or whatever. Money, money is the deciding factor in a lot of things. And so who knows? I don't know what I'm, what I'm surprised with. And I can't quote the exact percentage numbers, but um, I'm surprised because Steam has definitely been affected by this. There's definitely been a lot of people that have been fine with moving over to the Epic Store, but it's basically, I'm surprised that Steam has not dropped there to match kind of what Epic's doing in terms of sales for the developers, but it's, it's weird. I know that the story is the stories about Rocket League and Epic acquiring it, but it's, it's a much bigger conversation right now. And so I'm interested to see how this will impact the Rocket League community and everything. I don't think it will impact it that much. If anything, there's going to be more money to put into the game. I don't know if that means that they're going to be able to bring more content and new modes and stuff. Rocket League is a games with service. It's a game that is continually updated with new features and new modes and new customization options uh, pretty regularly. And so I don't know if they're going to continue that or maybe they can help fund Psionics to develop other things outside of Rocket League. But whenever a studio is acquired like that by a very, very, very big company like Epic, like that, that that's that's pretty awesome. Um, so yeah, cool story. We'll see what happens. Maybe updates will come later in the year when uh, the game is no longer available on Steam. Okay, moving on to the next story. Uh, we're talking about Jedi Fallen Order. So this was something I don't know if I really talked about on the podcast, but Respawn a while back showed off Jedi Fallen Order. That's the new Star Wars game from EA. It's developed by Respawn, obviously the same developers behind Apex Legends and Titanfall series. And it is a single player Star Wars game. And we got a big look at it at the Star Wars celebration last month. And I don't believe I talked about it on the show. I think I was planning on it. And uh, the pod, you know how a couple weeks ago the podcast was kind of delayed and stuff like that on its release. And so I don't know if I actually talked about it or not. But anyways, Games Radar, Heather Wald has this story. Uh, Respawn confirmed Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order gameplay will be shown at EA Play. For Star Wars Day, everyone was waiting for some news about Respawn's highly anticipated Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And thankfully, the studio gave a little taste morsel, little tasty morsel of news for us 
salivate over until June. Respawn has confirmed we'll finally be getting a glimpse of the gameplay for the long-awaited Star Wars action-adventure at EA Play and E3 next month. The studio took to Twitter yesterday to confirm the news with a promise of more details to come soon. And Respawn's tweeting, Mark your calendars, your first look at Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order gameplay will be next month at EA Play and E3. More details to come. After the news that the Fallen Order will be releasing November 5th, 15th, 2019, we were already anticipating the possibility of seeing some gameplay at EA's event, but it's great to get some confirmation. So far, all we've seen from Fallen Order is a cinematic trailer which introduced us to the new protagonists and gave us a little teaser of the storyline. The trailer debuted at the Star Wars Celebration 2019 event back in April, where head of Respawn Vince Zampella also confirmed the Fallen Order will have no micro microtransactions or multiplayer. Since then, we've learned a lot about the story-driven adventure in a galaxy far, far away. We know it will be set during the dark times and follows the journey of Cal Kestis, Kestis, I believe, Cal Kestis, a young Padawan trying to survive in the aftermath of Order 66, the order Emperor Palpatine executed in an effort to purge the galaxy of all Jedi. So far, Respawn's foray into the Star Wars galaxy has been confirmed for PC, Xbox One, and PS4, and will feature plenty of lightsaber swinging action. The A Play event is set to kick off on June 7, 2019, but so far no further details about times of the specific game showcases have been released. So, this is great. It was expected, like the article said, but I'm really excited to see what the gameplay is. If you haven't checked it out already, go check out the cinematic uh, story trailer for Star Wars Jedi Fallen, or you kind of get a look at what the world looks like and what the character you're going to be playing as looks like. And so I'm really excited to see the gameplay because obviously if you're going to be, I'm really hoping that there's a lot of lightsaber stuff. Um, he, this Cal character, I think figures out that he has the force and, you know, I don't want it to basically be a game where you're, it's like the last couple hours you finally get that, lightsaber and then you beat this enemy the the antagonist that you've been going against the entire game like i want you early on to kind of figure out that you're a jedi and you're working at taking down or at least taking out a certain section of the empire so that, that's kind of what i'm hoping for i'm interested in seeing what the gameplay looks like the game looks visually quite impressive and you know respond is veterans for really great gameplay mechanics uh like look at apex look at titanfall this is a little different because i excuse me i believe it is a third person game not a first person game but i i have i have total confidence in that they're going to crush it with the star wars game it's going to be a nice you know break from battlefront i love battlefront but you know it hasn't been everything that a lot of people have wanted it to be and so i'm excited for that single player Star Wars video game experience. Now, moving on to the last little bit of information I have for you guys before I wrap up the show, I'm gonna tell you guys what games you can play for free if you're gold, Game Pass, or PlayStation Plus subscribers. So, first, new games with gold for May 2019. So, the first one is Marooners. Uh, Marooners is uh, available May 1st to 31st on Xbox One. Um, 
here's a, a very quick synopsis of the game. It's time to mix up the fun in the party game Extravaganza Marooners. Join up to six of your friends on the couch or online, laugh sadistically at their misfortune, or even haunt and pester them after you die as you battle it out in 25 different games and arenas. The action is intense, switching between games when you least expect it. Run, jump, and slap your way to victory. Looks like a fun party game. Uh, to be able to play, it, it definitely looks like a good kids game. Uh, the Golf Club 2019 featuring PGA Tour. I'm not gonna, it's, it's a golf game, self explanatory. Earth Defense Forced Instinct Armageddon. I believe this is a 360 game that is backwards compatible. Defend the Earth at all costs in Earth Defense Force Insect Armageddon. Thousands of aliens and giant insects are invading the planet only. The Earth Defense Force can stop them. Take part in non-stop bug-killing action, even if it means turning an entire city to rubble. Utilize over 300 weapons, jetpacks, and tactical armor to defend humanity. Comic Jumper. Jump into comic book adventure in the Madcap Comic Jumper. In order to save his own poorly selling title, Captain Smiley must work for hire and earn money by fixing the problems within others' comic books, within co other comic books, sorry. Ugh talking a lot and it's early in the morning so my voice is trying to keep up with my thoughts leap into the different genres of fantasy silver age modern and manga and raise the funds necessary to get his series back up and running so for being a completely honest with you pretty pretty soft month this 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 month not a lot of big games coming to games with gold but I expect June with E3, they're going to be adding a ton of games to, to Game Pass and we might have some bigger titles. And so uh, with that, they kind of had a, a smaller month this month. But nonetheless, I mean, most of you who have Xbox have a gold subscription. They're free games. Download them. Have them in your library. Or, um, yeah, like take advantage. I can't believe how many people don't do this each month like who knows maybe you get this game and marooners who who knows what that is i have no idea what it is but maybe a couple months down the road you hear someone talk about it and how fun of a game it is and you're like crap now i gotta buy it and if i would have just downloaded initially i could have been i could be playing it for free right now so uh take advantage of that next playstation plus games uh the first one is What Remains of Edith Finch, and the second one is Overcooked. So Overcooked is that cooperative game that you can play with friends. It's basically you have a time limit, you're you're cooking things, you're it's a really, really fun party game and game to play cooperatively. I really highly recommend that if you have a significant other or a friend or family member who isn't really into video games and wants to kind of transition into playing games with you, Overcooked is a great place to start. So uh, yeah, definitely download that one. And then What Remains of Edith Finch is a story game. Uh, it's only about two hours long, I want to say. It is basically about this girl who goes back to her family home and you kind of learn about some of the people that were part of your family. Basically, this family has a curse of a lot of the family members dying uh, like pretty much unexpectedly and in weird ways and so you're kind of going back to the house and you're you're living through these experiences and stuff like that highly highly recommended i beat it uh, last month i want to say when it came to xbox game pass and so please play what remains of edith finch if you have playstation plus it's only like two hours you're getting a really strong you know narrative and story experience with that game so play it 
Next is the Xbox Game Pass games. And this is another solid month. Like Xbox Game Pass continues to kill it. Like we had such a strong month last month with like Monster Hunter World and Prey and some other games. This month is also really good. Um, so the first one is, where is it? Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus, May 2nd. It's the sequel to Wolfenstein New Order. I bought it when it came out. Phenomenal. I love the Wolfenstein games. They're great first-person shooter games. Uh, and who doesn't love killing Nazis? So uh, Wolfenstein New Colossus, May 2nd. War Groove is May 2nd. When war breaks out in the kingdom of Cherry Stone, the young queen, Mercia, must flee her home. Persuaded by her foes, the only way to save her kingdom is to travel to new lands in search of allies. But who will she meet along the way? And what sinister challenges will she face? So War Groove is actually a game that came out fairly recently. So that's why it's such a surprise. I listened to a lot of podcasts over at IGN and there was multiple people that talked about how awesome Wargroove is. So I'm definitely going to be checking out that myself. Descenders 1.0, May 7th. Descenders is an extreme downhill mountain biking game with real consequences. Power down a variety of increasingly treacherous slopes and mountains, including icy peaks, dusty canyons, and dense jungles. And more than half a billion levels across nine different environments. Um, surviving Mars, May 9th. You must construct a self-sustaining colony capable of supporting human life on Mars. This is no walk in the park thanks to Red Planet's hostile environment, limited access to resources, and lack of breathable air. All not exactly human-friendly. So it's basically a city sim building game, uh, but set on Mars. Tacoma. Uh, the This is basically a kind of quote-unquote walking simulator game. It was from uh, same developer behind Gone Home, or another really strong walking simulator with a really great story uh that's coming may 9th black desert may 9th that's kind of a mmorpg on xbox one i'm definitely gonna try try it out at least uh i'm probably gonna get my girlfriend to play because she really likes mmorpgs and so that's just another one that uh she could try out for the king may 10th the surge may 16th lego batman 3 may 16th and Yeah, I think that's it. Um, yeah, so like that's that's a significant amount of games coming to the platform and some really strong ones. Like obviously you've got AAA titles like Wolfenstein. Um, sorry, uh, that's probably the biggest one, I guess. But all these other games like, like Wargroove, um, as well as Tacoma. These are really well-received games, so being able to play them is awesome. So, that is the show this week. Thank you so much to, to listen to me blabber about video games, but I do really appreciate you taking the time to listen to this week's episode. Uh, as a reminder, it's available every Tuesday on all the major podcast platforms. If you enjoy the show, please make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to it on. If you are listening on iTunes, please take a couple seconds out of your day after listening to the show to leave a review. Uh, leave whatever review you see, see matches the show and, and your experience with it. But um, if you could leave a review, that is greatly appreciated. And then just as a reminder, if you feel like throwing a couple bucks my way, head over to my anchor page. Um, you can support the show by like giving me, you know, a dollar, five dollar, ten dollars a month, and that would highly help me, highly help me. That would greatly help me. I, I love my uh 
<laughs> my describing words. It would really help me with the show. Um, but of course, it is voluntary. You guys listening to the show each and every week is good enough for me. So thank you. We'll talk to you guys next week. Hopefully, we'll talk about State of Play and what they showed off there as well as I'm sure we're getting we're getting closer and closer to E3 so we're going to be hearing more and more leaks coming up and stuff like that so I'm excited for for the next couple months uh for this show I I'm this is the the best time to be a gamer so anyways we will talk to you guys next Tuesday and enjoy the rest of your week talk to you later